0: Welcome to the Sportify podcast, episode 1 part 2 with your hosts Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Yeah. And Welcome in. We are excited to get to the second half of our AFC preview. I knock that out for you here on part two. Uh, We love, 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 love making fun of the Bengals. And we're going to do that right out of the gate. Let's go. The the AFC North. Thank you for reaching across and and hitting that button. That needed to happen. The AFC North is... One of the best divisions in football, uh, but it has one stinker of a team at the bottom of it, Um, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, We're going to get the worst of of this over real quick here. Uh, The Bengals went into the 2020 season with hope, beautiful, (laughs) blissful hope. They had selected the Heisman winner out of LSU, Joe Burrow, with the first pick Oh, and, Dad, it, just, and he looked pretty good yeah. uh, in nine and a half games. Yes, he did. threw twenty seven hundred yards. Uh, he was averaging three three hundred yards a game. Uh, he had thirteen touchdowns, five interceptions. What and how he many games of, was that? In, in nine nine and a half is what he made it through. Right, nine and knee buckle was what he made it through. Um, and <laughs> they lost, uh, and that's even with losing Joe Mixon early to some injuries. Yep. Uh, kind of those injuries also plagued him through the season. Uh, and then, as I just mentioned, Burrow himself went down with a horrible gruesome ACL MCL tear that ended his 2020 campaign in the 10th game of the regular season it did give cincinnati um the 5th pick uh for 2021 after going 4-11 and 1
1: it's a great opportunity to get an awesome player they could I, go I, and just a, just just really a, shore a up that offensive player. line
0: you know that, that i think they could they could have shored up that offensive line Yeah. man and and it just seemed like something happened You know, over the course of the season, that would indicate that you need to have a better offensive line. What was that? Oh, yeah, Joe Burrow's knee got torn in half. You might want to have a left tackle and a left side of the line that can protect his blind side. So, naturally, that's what they did, right? Naturally. I mean, of course. Of course. So, the first pick comes. It's Trevor Lawrence. The second pick comes. It's Zach Wilson. The third pick comes. It's uh, uh, Trey Lance. Uh, The fourth pick comes. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is starting to make sense. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons take Kyle Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Uh, Fifth pick comes. And guess
1: what? No one has taken an offensive lineman. And then what happens? Oh, wait, 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 no. We would, we would expect them to do that. Wait, but what's this team name again?
0: Uh, they're the Cincinnati uh, Tigers? The Tigers? Ba- Bengals. Bangles. Bengals. And the Bengals have this horrible tradition of doing the wrong thing at the right time. And dear Lord, did they ever. Because they got Joe Burrow a toy. That's what they did. You have a... Future, and I I absolutely believe it's not just as a Duck fan, but as a football fan. If you have seen Penny Sewell ever play football, this guy literally owns the left side of the line. Watch the gaping holes that Oregon Duck running backs were running through on the left side of that line, which was an incredible offensive line in general. But Penny Sewell, the anchor of it, just mowing people down over and over again. Penny Sewell allowed two sacks in college. Two. And one years? of those, I one of those, honestly, I've watched the tape on it. I don't know that I would necessarily blame him because you got a running back that's supposed to chip and he just got mauled. So mm. two sacks in college. That's in and, three years, right? And, and you, and you look at that and you go, you know what? Y- yes. And you, and you know what? I, I think we're just going to go get him a toy. Um, they, they literally do this in a division where you, in, in that toy, my bad is Jamar chase, who was, Joe Burrow's favorite target when he was in college. Yeah, this is what this, is what this is what I alluded to, to in
1: the last episode when I said that this was another pairing of a buddy from college, like with Trevor Lawrence and Travis, and, eight eight eight, 8 whatever. and whatever. And I don't
0: think Joe Burrow was out there screaming for this. By the way, I I'm, don't sure, think I'm sure. I'm sure Joe Burrow's I, like, "You get me, my friend, or I'm going to another sandbox." I wouldn't be surprised if that was his pick. Also, if that's how Joe Burrow talks, I'm mm-hmm. really sorry. Um. I, Genuinely, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's influencing general manager here to to. Especially grab him.
1: as as a now second no, year player. No, that just does not happen in the NFL. It really, doesn't happen
0: in professional sports. But that is the institutional decision that they made. It was Jamar Chase at number five, which was clearly a reach.
1: Okay, I want to sit real quick. I looked up Joe Burrow knee injury, and you want to lose a picture of Penesu. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most no, not joking it, and i and i
0: bet you i bet you if you go back and credit it um it, the the date on that it's before the draft just saying <laughs> there was because it was obvious those top four teams were not going after an offensive tackle the the falcons made it very clear when they got rid of julio jones they needed a weapon and so they the pits to them was a, a given the 49ers no yeah. one moves up from 13 to three uh and get a and tight end to get a tight end or to go get wide receiver. Yeah, you're you're not going to go get toys. You're you're getting a quarterback that that is your future with that kind of move and specifically with what the 49ers gave up to do it. Yeah. So it was very obvious where this was all headed. And when they make this decision, you just have to question everything about this institution and uh and how it works. Um because in a division where they have the NFL sacks leader last year TJ Watt from the Steelers, and then a man who beat up an NFL quarterback on national television for something he thought he heard him say in miles Garrett own helmet. Yeah. With his own helmet. Um, And then literally the wrecking yard defensive front. That is the Baltimore Ravens, the brilliant minds in the Bengals front office decided to give Joe Burrow a toy. And also he could be happy in a sandbox while the doctors reconstructed his knee from dust and again it's his left knee and Penny Sewell plays what position grant tackle which side of the uh, of the offensive line does he play that tackle position at
1: i would say right he plays the left what is oh, wrong with you oh i'm sorry i was I, i'm sorry i'm looking at these photos i'm sorry what my are you bad doing he plays left my bad my bad i bro i literally am looking at i'm
0: never asking you another question that's ever fine again.
1: i'm literally looking at this photo of him being absolutely pancaked right now. Yes. My Montez Sweat and some guy I that think I can't it's, name. I think it's Chase Young. I legit think is it, it's Yeah. Geez. Is it? Oh, one of these other yeah. photos you can see it, it looks it, like number ninety nine.
0: Yeah. It it, it is um, aside from your your mistake there, I mean they, they could they could uh, put Jamar Chase, I guess, on the left side, but that's not it doesn't seem like it's going to help much in terms of the blocking and keeping his knee alive, nor does it seem like it's going to help in catching the ball because that guy got targeted five times in the preseason and he dropped four of them. Jamar Chase. I don't know, I'm has not good at math, four but that's not good drops, and the season hasn't started. He looks horrible. So, it, it, this is just what the Bengals do. Um, and they took. Jackson Carmen an offensive tackle uh, for Clemson who figures to play guard for now to help protect burrow in uh, the second round. Okay. Uh, So they did, they did a little bit of something and that, that, that is noted and it it was a good choice. Yes. Uh, I do like the third round uh, pick that they, they got in the linebacker uh, out of Texas, Joseph Asai. that guy is NFL ready uh, and should be a starter day one somewhere. Great value in that pick. Um, But they just didn't do enough to protect him overall. They got Riley Ray from the Vikings who let him walk. Um, He will likely start for them at left tackle, at least from the last thing I saw on their uh, roster report uh, when the 53 was announced. Um, But overall, they're the Bengals. I originally was being really nice, and I gave this team six wins. No. I've had some time to consider. No. And I like them at four.
1: Yeah, I like them I at agree. four wins. They're they're in a tough division. When he said that, I was putting it just for those that obviously you can't see. I was putting it four or five. That's 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 where I'm at yeah. with them too. It's just because this division is so tough. Mm-hmm. You have three potential playoff teams.
0: Yeah, I I mean you can almost auto loss six times over here. Yeah. Um, with let, the teams me, let me let me actually
1: pull up the schedule right now because okay. I'm actually curious because yeah, if you get six losses right there, um, they also let's see. Other teams that they play outside it's, of their division.
0: It's it's not it's no easy cupcake schedule. Oh
1: time. yeah, they also have to play the Chiefs, the yep. Chargers. Yep, um, those are losses. They have to play I the oh they have to play the Packers. That's a loss. They have to play the the Bears and the Vikings, which I think they'll lose. Uh, they could beat one of those. They teams. could beat one of those maybe.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Bears. They have made but, a lot of first Oh, the
1: one of those hilarious. They also get to play the Lions, which is the team that Penesul is. On now.
0: Penny Sewell is going to allow zero sacks in that game. I'll call it right now. Or anything. Zero
1: pressure. Nothing. He's not going to allow anything. <laughs> Dude, it's but, amazing. But yeah, I mean, right there, that's so that's six losses plus One, that's two, seven. One, uh, eight, yeah. nine. So that's nine losses right there, and they'll probably lose a couple more there. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean,
0: don't get me wrong. There's probably some 50-50 games out there um, for them. The but,
1: Raiders, they might beat the Raiders. Well, you you, you hate the Raiders more than
0: I do. Um, you know they're playing the Broncos as well, right? They got to play that whole yep. division. So I mean, the Broncos is maybe a winnable game depending on who's playing quarterback at that point. Not.
1: Oh, they have to play um, uh, the Niners too. Yep, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a loss.
0: Yep. Um. So, I yeah, it, there's just not a lot of hope out there. And I'll stop making fun of them now. Uh, for the time being, I'll make fun of them uh, when I watch them play. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that if you're a Bengals fan and you're hearing the sound of our voices, R.I.P. 2021 season. I uh, pray to God that they figure this thing out and eliminate most of their front office.
1: Well, I mean, and let's be fair, too. Even if they drafted Penny Sewell, they still wouldn't win that many more games. I think they're a six-win
0: team. I'm okay, not the, saying the, the dude just win- flat-out by himself gives you the two wins, but you shore up a huge issue.
1: Yeah, you do. I mean, and you the, you, yeah, I mean, you'll probably stop a crucial sack on a, on a, on a on the fourth quarter. Sure. But, I mean, even at that, though, I mean, the, it, it's not just because of the, the loss of not drafting Penny Sewell they're just dysfunction all over the place. Absolutely. So they
0: they made a horrible decision with the guy that they replaced or well, that they used that pick for, um, and they have not improved themselves defensively, uh, either. And they do any, any good free agent signings outside of the draft of the linebacker. But, um, no, no big free agent signings. They lost key members of the offensive yeah. line that were good. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause so, no one wants to go yeah, play there. Nothing great.
1: No one wants to go play there.
0: No, especially not right now. Um, and, uh, so I got
1: to imagine they have good cap space, though, right?
0: They do. Yeah. They do. They're in a good cap position going into next year, and we'll see how they use it. Who knows? It if, they, uh, if they can get four or five wins, I think I
1: think there's some players that potentially be like, yeah, I can have a four-year deal there. And
0: You're going to have to pay them, though.
1: Yeah, that's you're, what I'm saying. You're, you're going to have to pay a lot you're, of money for
0: them. Yeah. You're, you're going to overpay uh, in Cincinnati for the time being. Well, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, after finishing second in the AFC North at 11-5, the Ravens finally won a playoff game. That was their first playoff win since 2015. Yeah, when he told me that, I, I didn't believe that. Uh, that is just crazy. If you can look it up, go ahead. I know you just went, no way. Um, they've I said been the same there a thing. lot, though. They've been there a lot. They're, They're there all the time. The wild card. Um, they've lost some heartbreakers, uh, yeah. and uh, and they they did though uh, beat the Titans 20 to 13. We mentioned that in the uh, first part of our episode here. Um, in the playoffs, they advanced to the divisional round and they got smacked by the Bills. Literally couldn't move the ball. Uh, the final was 17 to three. That defense just held them at bay. That is in, in what was that, a, that is still a defensive game. Though. Yeah, it was a weather game. Don't get me wrong, but I uh, was still pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, clearly, uh, there were some decisions to be made in Baltimore. They decided, though, that it is win now time while Lamar Jackson is on his rookie deal. Uh, they began reformatting the lineup by signing a slew of players, mostly big name veterans, to recharge that roster. They did have some key departures. Justin Houston and Brandon Williams come in on one year de- deals to solidify the defensive line, uh, while guard Kevin Zietler and tackle Jawan James move into starting roles in the offensive line to shore up losses there. Sammy Watkins comes in to the weakest part of this team. I All do like one that year move. Deal. I, I think that's a good deal bringing in a veteran guy uh, who clearly can give some guidance to a group that, that has dude's struggled. A phenomenal
1: route runner, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, and
0: in the the front office worked well together. Uh, in in a draft, they did attempt to uh, even more so improve the wide receiver room with Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. That was he, the second pick, right? That was their no. That was, in the, their second round. It
1: was in the second round. Isn't second round right? I believe I believe, I this, is I believe oh, okay. this is late first. Oh, okay. First. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think they got a 30 something pick here, Um, but uh, he draws a lot of Keenan Allen comparisons. Uh, and you, you if you're going to to Keenan Allen. That's a you, good,
1: that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah. No hate on
0: that. Um, I also love the pick uh, from Penn state for, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Jason Owe uh, linebacker. He is a Ravens mean lean hitting machine. Uh, and he is going to be awesome in that system. They also took guard Ben Cleveland out of Georgia in the third round, who figures to be a key part of the interior line. He could start either guard position. Um, and then uh, uh, kind of a little bit of head-scratcher at the time, they re-signed Gus Edwards to the Tevin Coleman two-year, $10 million deal, uh, who was expected to be uh, a part of a two-headed monster attack with second-year rusher J.K. Dobbins. But sadly, but wait, Dobbins... there's more got the MRI of doom and uh, he hit the turf on the ninth play of the Ravens last preseason game, uh, which gives a great debate at some point, maybe next, next time around uh, through the preseason when we're talking about it, do you play your starters in the last preseason game? Uh, I don't (laughs) think the Ravens will. Uh, The ACL is torn and his 2021 campaign is already over. So it's a sucky loss. I like that attack they were going to have. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Ravens add another back this week uh, now that we're past the cut down. They have some young guys that they like, but it figures to be Gus Edwards' show, and he has proven to be uh, a very solid uh, producer uh, over his starting time. Um, And and you can't forget that Lamar Jackson ran for 1,000 yards last year, and will probably do it again.
1: Oh, wow, yeah. Gus Edwards had over 700 yards. Yeah, and and that was six in, touchdowns.
0: And that was in the dual attack. He's also yeah. uh, He would also steal some uh, runs in at the goal line. Yeah. Uh, so he could end up being a three down inside the 20 uh, a running back. So he, you kind of. Oh,
1: wow. He's consistently got over 700 yards mm-hmm. in all three of his seasons.
0: Yeah. and, and I did not know that. And so it, you genuinely like the guy here. And quick fantasy note, I uh, guess Edwards is going uh, in the five to eight round range right I now. I like him there. Um, that's a solid get for a guy who's probably going to produce 1100 to 1200 yards this year.
1: Probably, I'm going to guess around nine to ten touchdowns. That's totally doable. I I think uh, he'll be a less dynamic
0: James Robinson, yeah. uh, if you will.
1: Uh, he only had nine receptions, right. so he's not he's not a big runner. It, well, oh, yeah, a, but a lot of those were going
0: to JK. So, yeah, because yeah, that was, he, JK he was Mr. Out. Screen guy. Yep he he will take some of those. They they do have other backs that are more the scat back, if you will. Um, but he's gonna contribute so um the uh I, the other thing I want to mention before we before I do my wrap up on them um is that that defense is set and ready it's done oh yeah you don't need to touch it you just need to let it be so because of that I like the Ravens I think this team is competing for uh the the division at 11 and six I don't think okay. they're gonna take it but I think they're competing at 11 six.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh I think that this is a year... You know, I think that before this past year, for those of you that watch basketball, Giannis Antetokounmpo got a lot of, like, he's fantastic in the regular season, can't get it done in the playoffs. And that's the same deal with Lamar Jackson. He's fantastic in the regular season, and then come the playoffs, doesn't seem to do much. But he took a step. He took a step, and I think that he... W- I-, I could see them winning, winning two playoff games, I again I just a gut reaction. I know that, you know, they've they've got the tools. I don't think they're in the Super Bowl bubble. I think they're right outside of that bubble.
0: You, you think they're the fifth team in the AFC possibly? Yeah.
1: Okay. I think I think they'll yeah. I think they they'll, they'll get that first wild card spot. Um yeah. especially I,
0: And I don't see a lot of people arguing with that. No. I I, I, th- I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, there there's gonna be some contention for that first wild card spot, but but I think they're right in that
1: pocket. Yeah. I like this team. They're a good solid team. I think that you know they are definitely trying to win before they have to pay Lamar Jackson, you because have to. because they're not going to win after that. Yep. You're just looking at the trajectory of quarterbacks now are getting paid forty million a year. Now the cap hit the cap, cap space is going to increase, but still paying that much that high of a percentage of your cap to one player is that's tough. You can't do it. Yeah.
0: Well, we're moving forward in this division. Uh, this past season, the Steelers. Had also had an amazing run. They went 11 and 0 to start the year. They capped that off by dropping four of their last five regular season games, and then lost in the playoffs to rival Cleveland, uh, 48 37. After going down, I believe it was 24 to nothing in the first quarter. Um, It was brutal. You you lose then. Yeah, the game was over. Yeah, Um, we 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 looked up recently uh, how many passes Big Ben was forced to throw in that game.
1: It is. Uh, it's in the 60s.
0: 69. 69 passes. You can't. Um, which you can't nobody's going to win, gonna win. win uh, with 69 passes being thrown. If you do, that would be an all-time record. Um, but uh, they they just fell off. And I I gotta say we we kept hearing oh, this.
1: 68 attempts. Okay, one off. Our bad. Um, just saying, there's going to be those people.
0: But we kept we kept hearing this last year. Um, when you were watching Steelers games, you were paying attention to the run because they lot They won several games out of those eleven that they just shouldn't have. They 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 shouldn't have. They should not have been in those games. Sometimes they were turning the ball over. They're making dumb mistakes. Dropping
1: but, like the wide receivers dropped so many. Yeah, footballs. they did not have what you would call Johnson a normal. Dropped a lot,
0: right? A normal Steelers year from their wide receivers perspective, but um, they they just I I think got this moniker placed on them that they were the worst 5-0 team. And then it was the worst 7-0 team anybody's ever seen. By the time they got to 11, which I know there's not been a lot of 11-0 and teams, but everybody was going, how in the world are they 11-0? and And then I think uh, the inevitable happened because they weren't running the ball well. They weren't catching the ball. They weren't producing a lot. It was just the ball was bouncing their way. If
1: well, you know. uh, yeah, I'm looking at a lot of their scores. So they won against the Titans because of a misfield field goal by the Titans. They only won by three there. They yeah. won by four against Baltimore. They lost. They They Sorry, they won by. Game, yeah. They won by five against the the Cowboys. They won by five against the Ravens again. Like a lot of these games are super close wins. Like, right,
0: and it, and it just seemed again balls bouncing their way. Yep. Um. But uh, then I think they showed who they were. Yeah. Uh, because they could not at the end of the season they legitimately could not run the ball at all.
1: And uh, I think they were the.
0: I think they had the worst rushing attack in the I last, I think it was seven or eight don't games don't in the year. And get they only like 60 yards or something like that. And I think for the season, they were they were probably in the bottom four.
1: I uh, so want to so so yeah,
0: pull, pull it up as we keep going here, but they just couldn't run the ball. So consequently, they got rid of the entire left side of their line. Um, one of them uh, made that decision for them. Uh, Marquise Pouncey went ahead and retired uh, their yep. longtime center. Uh, then they decided to move on from both left guard David DeCastro, who's still without a job, and tackle uh, Alejandro Villanueva, uh, who is now signed elsewhere. They signed guard uh, Trey Turner, which I like a lot from yep. the Chargers, and center B.J. Finney, which we mentioned uh, from the Bengals. Which uh, again, we'd said that the Bengals let go of at least one decent piece of that line.
1: I, uh, I which... would, I would, for the so we actually signed him. Seahawks signed him at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. to like a f- eight million two two year deal. He played, he played, he was awful. Finney? Yeah. He, we, he, the, we, he, he didn't play. Two years ago? No, last, last season. Oh, he played for you guys last year. He didn't play a single snap. So how, oh,
0: oh, okay. I'm so gonna,
1: we, we, we traded yeah. him. That, that was, that was that's, the, right. that's, that was part right. of the, that's part of the Carlos Dunlap trade that we got. Yeah.
0: Well, he played well for the Bengals. Did he? So oh, okay. By bite a wall. And okay, um, then they also pulled in uh, Joe Haig from the Buccaneers <laughs> on the interior <laughs> line. And a few cheaper options they've kind of been sorting out at camp for tackles. But I don't like it when a team rebuilds their line and hopes for the best. And that kind of seems what they've done here. Um, the interior should be decent, but uh, they have not really solidified yet that left tackle spot and said, this is your job. Um, and uh, and I, I it'll be interesting to see. I know they've got a depth chart, but I think it's a rotational basis right now at left tackle, which is... Probably the second most, some people would say middle linebacker is the second most important part or important job in uh, football. But um, I think that left tackle is the mo- uh, second most important uh, position after quarterback uh, in the NFL. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, they needed to run better. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll address how they did that
1: uh, a little bit more in a moment, but
0: I, I think that that Either interior numbers. line is going to going to do something better. What did what did they
1: end up at last year? They tied for twenty eighth in the league. Yeah. In
0: that's, that's, so fourth, uh, see if tied I have... for fourth worst in the NFL and rushing yards. Um, and that is not Steelers football at all. I uh, if you paid attention to that team for any length of time, you know that they, in general, run the ball usually yeah, in the only, top ten.
1: So if you look at this, only only. Uh, also 2020 only teams to attempt fewer running plays than the Steelers were the 5 and 11 Detroit, 4 and 12 Houston, 1 and 15 Jackson uh Jacksonville. So like it just shows that teams that can't run the ball don't win games. Right.
0: The uh, uh on defense the Steelers lost lost edge rusher Bud Dupree to the Titans, which we mentioned earlier in the episode. He was replaced by Melvin Ingram. Also from the Chargers. I like that. Uh, Ingram has been every bit the rusher Dupree had been, but he's 32. I, I yep. do I do like the move, but aged. he's likely seen his best football. But That is not to say that he will not be productive. I still see him as a solid rusher. Will not be surprised at all if he ends up with 10 sacks on this team. Um, other than those moves, a lot of re-signing happened, uh, which was highlighted by Big Ben kind of taking a pay cut. She was
1: set to make almost fifty million. Wasn't like forty nine million,
0: right? And they just moved a lot of that yeah. money around. For the most part, it looked better on paper than it technically was. Um, they they did win eleven games straight, which says overall you probably don't need to do much. Um, they are very well coached. Um, I think that what they had to do in terms of addressing the interior line, they did it, and in addressing the uh, the defensive line, they did that. Um, but I don't think that they necessarily made themselves better.
1: Uh, They're kind of the same here. boat as the dolphins where we talked about in the last episode, right? Right. Kind of it, it, them.
0: Yeah. Minus the fact that they got Ben Roethlisberger as opposed to Tua, but they, they didn't do a lot to make themselves better here. And there's not any key departures. You really got to be concerned about uh, letting go of James Conner and his offensive lineman that weren't doing anything for you is not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I think that this team is probably in the, I, I like them in a 10, 11 win uh, scenario. I know you're not as high on no. them as I am, but that's where I've got them right now and competing for a playoff spot.
1: Okay. So, my big thing is I, as so Ben Roethlisberger had almost 4,000 yards. He had 33 touchdowns, he had 10 interceptions. His QBR was 52 and a half. So, he had a, he had a good year, but that almost all of that happened in the first like eight games of the season. Right. At the end of the season, I think he was, he looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league like he, he 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 had he he did end the season um at the final regular season game with three touchdowns but i mean the dude was throwing interceptions i mean often enough um and i if i was the team i would have tried to get and i know this is going to sound crazy the dude is 39 years old you cannot win by throwing the ball like his lowest his lowest attempt he had his lowest attempt of throws was 22, but that was against the Browns when they beat them 38 to seven. So he got right. pulled of a game. Right. Other than that, his lowest attempt, looking at it, he had 30. Looks like 32 was his lowest attempt. After and but that's only twice. Was it like 32? Then the rest are in the 40s. Right, and
0: they just flat out couldn't run the ball. They
1: couldn't run the ball. But I'm going to say even this, even when they had Le'Veon Bell and they had a good running game, he was still throwing the ball 40 times. Even though they got Najee Harris, even though and also I don't like their their offensive line rebuilding, it's hundred percent patchwork. It's it's not I don't think any of them are are but, like but long, I would disagree to trade Turner. Okay, not that's the one. But the other ones, yeah. the other ones, very yeah, they're, they're a year.
0: They're a year or two. They're your guys, they're you're And trying so I to don't believe something.
1: I don't believe that they did that great of a job aside from one fixing one piece. But I mean they lost Pouncey, they lost Villanueva and things like that. And so replacing one but you still have Question marks there. And, again, the I lineman they did sign, not a huge fan of. I think they're a nine-win team, and I don't think they make the playoffs. That's how little I believe in this team because, I, and again, I know this this sounds harsh, but, like, yeah, I mean, TJ Watt's phenomenal. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, that trade from the Dolphins has been lights out. That dude's lights out. Melvin Ingram, I like. Um, but, they, you know, they, they lost Bud Dupree. They lost some of these players. But, like, I'm just like, I think the Ravens are better than them. I think the Browns are better than them. And so, I don't believe in this team as much as you do, or a lot of other people do. I just don't because they're not. I don't believe that Ben Roethlisberger. I just think he just he's, yeah. I think he's shot. I think his arm shot. I don't disagree
0: with that. I just think that the the win loss begins and ends with your commitment to the run. Najee Harris coming out in the in the first round shows that they are committed to the run, uh, and I kind of missed that in my recap. But when it doesn't it go good, they they, they they ditch it fast. I, no, and and not disagreeing with that. But this is a team that knows how to get to the playoffs. They know how to win games, and they play, for that reason, yeah. you, you're you're in the 10-11. So real quick,
1: market. they play the Chiefs, they play the Seahawks, they play the Packers, they play the Bills, and on top of their tough division. So yeah. that I can see the team losing four of those games, and then they'll probably split, split their division games. Split
0: the division. That's seven. That puts them at 10. Yeah. And and think could, dro- I think and I think they I think they could
1: drop win. a game. Oh, and they play the Titans. Okay. So I yeah. think Threat Nine wins. Okay. So that being said, let's move on.
0: Uh, we get, we get to talk about the happy team. Uh, not a lot uh, to say about this next team other than all the great things that they're doing. Yes. Uh, Cleveland. I can't believe that we're going here with the, the happy, weird. happy, go lefties. But uh, what a magical year for the Browns 2020 it was. Uh, they put together a heck of a run and did the unthinkable. They won a playoff game. The, the, the annual the dumpster fire has been canceled. Uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, are—they're th- a legit contender, thanks to the flag planting gunslinger from Oklahoma, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Uh, the truth is, though, that 32-year-old GM Andrew Berry came in and slayed it. Though he added pieces that got them there, including Kareem Hunt, uh, yeah. who added to Nick Chubb's dominant ball carrying en route to a top five rushing attack in the NFL. Uh, after the Browns lost to AFC champion Kansas City in the divisional round, twenty-two to seventeen, the Browns have gone back to work. They've added more key pieces, uh, building up a solid roster for the upcoming season. Remember that they were six; they were one score away, six points from being in the AFC Championship last year. And it
1: was just that fourth down. Uh, Chad Henney was it Chad Because
0: yeah, Mahomes was out of that game. Yep. He'd been knocked out of the game and uh, the Browns are played Reed, better
1: than them most of the game.
0: Yeah, Andy Reid knew what he was doing, went for it with Chad Henney. I mean, gutsy awesome like call. Like a fourth and two and just a QB Reed. QB run. It, beautiful. And uh, and and gets the first down, seals it, doesn't give uh the gunslinger one more shot.
1: Nope.
0: Um but in the offseason they brought in Jadavian Clowney, a defensive end to start opposite man eater Miles Garrett. Uh, who some would say is the best defensive end in football? I I certainly, in in my own, believe he's top three. Um, Clowney has been up and down. You
1: think clowney's a top three defensive end? So did I just say
0: that? Yes, you no did. I, no I said Miles Garrett.
1: Okay, well because well, well, well,
0: you just said no nope, nope. Hold on, I will tell you exactly what I said. I said. They brought in Javion Clowney at defensive end to start opposite Man Eater Miles Garrett. Oh, okay,
1: okay. I legit thought you some just...
0: would declare is the
1: top. Okay, I heard someone declare. I thought you were referring to Javion Clowney. That someone would declare. Yeah, so,
0: when, okay, when okay. you know when you pay attention in the middle of the, podcast,
1: I'm looking at stuff. Okay, I'm pulling not, up stats. You know, and numbers. that's the second time you use that excuse today. No, last time was looking at pictures. was um, not looking at numbers. All right, I won't
0: make the jokes that I could clearly make right now. Go for it. I don't care. You need to pay attention. Um. <laughs> Okay, son, you need to pay attention in class. Yeah, shut up. This is this is why you're getting C's and B's. Anyway, uh, Clowney has been up and down year after year. uh, But the talent there with him is undeniable if the motivation is there. And I think it comes in spades with a team that's ready to make a run at the uh, at the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Not just the playoffs, the Super Bowl. They're in that bubble. The Browns went and raided the Rams secondary. They stole starting free safety John Johnson and corner Troy Hill. Hill's going to be a rotational piece at corner, possibly uh, in the nickel. Uh, But John Johnson is a legit player. Um, We both know him well. Yep, (laughs) we we do. Being fans of NFC West teams, we're not sad at all that either of those guys are gone. Um, Hill is uh, joined by first round uh, pick Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. He looks to be a future starter at corner, uh, but the team already has Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams uh, at starting corner slots. Uh, they they've only gotten better there. Um, yeah. While this team didn't make a lot of splashy moves uh, in the draft or free agency, they didn't. Those weren't splash moves. Jadavian Clowney is no longer a splash move. Yeah. Okay, getting a uh, signing a free safety is generally not a splash move. It's a good move, um, but it's not a splash move. Um, they didn't have to do a lot. Uh, They were just, again, a touchdown away from the AFC Championship. So not a lot of overhaul was needed here. I love the wide receiver room led by uh, Landry and Odell. Um, They, they again, might have the best one-two punch at running back in the league. Baker does need to be a little more consistent. Uh, he clearly was inconsistent at times last year.
1: Well, was, a lot of it was towards the beginning of the season.
0: Right. And he seemed to be getting more comfortable. I think he was a little sad. He wasn't. All, also did not have Odell out there. Um,
1: but they played better when he was out. I think they did play better when he was out. Let's not talk about
0: that it's right now. It's a conversation to have later. Um, but uh, I think that... Baker's absolutely the leader that this team needs. This defense looks ready to go, and so do the Browns, uh, who have made it out of camp injury-free, it seems. Yeah. They, they don't have anything uh, on the injury report other than uh, some backup players uh, that are dealing with some nagging things. Uh, this team is 12-5, and five, and my pick in the AFC North.
1: Yeah. No, I would agree with the pick and the record, things like that. I think that, too, I think that so having Jadeveon Clunney for a year, who only had like three sacks for us, I think that he's a... And if you look at his success when he was in, when he was with the Texans in Houston, he was successful when J.J. Watt was on the field because yep. that dude can't get past double teams at all. JD yeah. McClendon can't. Now, he's in every play. Like, he had a lot of tackles for us, and it was in and every play when he was in Seattle. Us equals Seattle. Um, What?
0: You keep saying us and not referencing Seattle.
1: Us? Oh, okay, yeah. So it was Seattle. But I do think that him being... Opposite of Miles Garrett, I think he will. I think he could get seven to to eight sacks. I think because everyone's going to focus on Miles Garrett. You have to. You have to have the chips. You have to have the double teams on there. And I think that will open him up to do the one-on-ones. Because even Clowney can beat the one-on-ones. It's the double teams that he kind of crumbles with. And also that shows that he's not an elite pass rusher. Because the elite pass rusher is kind of like, yeah, throw eight. I don't care. I'll beat them all. So So you like 12 and five? I do like 12 and five. I think think that's what it takes to win the division.
0: All right. Well, I'm re- that's it for the AFC North. We are moving on to the AFC West. Go ahead,
1: Grant. AFC West. So, interesting-ish division. Some stuff to discuss. So, we'll just start from the bottom of last year. So, the bottom of last year, that was the Broncos. The Broncos were 5 and 11 last season. So, not an ideal season. Uh they have struggled since having Peyton Manning as their quarterback. I don't think they've made it to the pl- they've made it to the playoffs since Manning took them to Super Bowl so, man, I want to ask you a question. How many different quarterbacks have they had since Manning? You know it's really
0: sad? What? This is this is a conversation we've had before, and I, I can't know. remember what you said last time. You can't time. remember? <laughs> so, I'm going to go I uh, since, since Peyton Manning.
1: I was just eight, eight. Eight? Eleven. Holy cow. They've had 11 quarter, different quarterbacks since 2015. What are they? The like
0: two early 2000 Browns. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's
1: there. They are definitely the quarterback carousel. Now, some of that they've had on. They've had start different times. Eleven different people have started. So like Paxton Lynch has started like two games one season, then like four another season, or Trevor Simeon started a couple one season, and then and then anyway. So I mean they've had different starter named like least, that's a million different times. Yeah. But so eleven different people have played quarterback for them since 2015. So in the off season. Well, a couple years ago, they drafted Drew Locke, who ended up playing the two years ago. He played the last five games. Actually played really impressive. He was very impressive for them. I think they won all five of those games. Obviously, they couldn't make the playoffs because they still had a rough season. But he looked really promising. He had a big arm. He looked to be potentially their starter. Their, maybe their future that they got there. They I think they picked him up in the second round. Seems to be a lot of fun. A great locker room person to have. And so they did stuff. They drafted Jerry Judy. They drafted K, uh, KJ Hamler. Is it? Yeah, it's a KJ Hamler, Kevin Hamler, something like that. Those with the K. Hamler. So they drafted some weapons for him, and he did not look the part at all last season. So much so that he, he, I know he got sick. I think he had COVID for a spell, things like that. Didn't look great. So what they ended up doing was they traded for Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. Which I do like. Teddy Bridgewater is a solid player to have, but he's not the future. That's not who Teddy Bridgewater is. He's a plug and play. He can play for a year or two. You know, he'll get you mid twenties touchdowns. He'll probably have double digit interceptions. Doesn't have a long a long range at all. He's Mister, you know, short quick throws. Maybe he he'll surprise you with a twenty yard throw, but he really doesn't do that well. He's very accurate though. He's a very accurate quarterback. I think that would help a lot. Being behind Drew Brees for a couple years there. But so that's who and they have named him the starter. I think as of like two weeks ago, he was named the starter. So personally, I still see some potential in Drew Locke. He just wasn't ready. I think that he needs to set another year, a year or two potentially. But I think he has some intangibles. He can throw the ball. He's made, I think the big problem is just the decision-making. And that's something that can be coached. The decision-making is something that can be coached for the most part. I think, you know, sometimes people can't get out of that, out of their own head in that way. So Drew Locke is QB two at the moment. So what they also did, they also were able to franchise tag Justin Simmons. Uh, but they better sign him. The dude played hundred percent of the snaps last year. He didn't take a playoff last season. Not one? No. No. L- looking at this this website above the cap, he did not take a snap off. That's
0: ridiculous.
1: Which I think is dumb, especially I I don't think that's I don't think that's smart, you know, well, game management, Especially because no. there were plenty of games that they knew they were losing. They should have just pulled that's them. That's fair. But nonetheless, the dude is Iron Man. He sticks with it. He's a top three safety in this league. He's fantastic.
0: Give him all the dollars. Yes. Yeah,
1: so give him money, pay him, especially because they're not paying a lot of players like right now. They have a they have a young team. So they better pay him now. Get that done. Yeah. I mean, how often do we see if a franchise if you franchise tag someone more than one year, they don't stay on the team.
0: No, and, and they've got Cortland Sutton coming. Yep. That that that
1: contract. They did lose be... yeah, he, he got injured last season. That was that was a big hit for their offense. Sure. Him and Noah Fant were both. And Noah Fant was in and out of yeah, the lineup. Another who, guy you're gonna have to pay. Another guy you're gonna have to pay as well. Which Noah Fant, by the way, that year before last year, he had oh, I think he had almost 900 yards or 800 yeah, yards. Yeah. He was he was. And great. he's a,
0: He's a red zone monster. Yeah.
1: So he'll he'll get double digit touchdowns for you. So he'll he'll be coming back. Cortland Sutton will be coming back. I expect big things from Jerry Judy. That dude's a great route runner. I expect him to figure himself out. Figure his way into the offense. So, in this offseason, they did sign Kyle Fuller from the Bears, who the Bears just kind of randomly cut after having a pretty solid season. Yep. But that's the Weird. Bears. That's what they do. Got Bears. Dub Bears. So, they signed Kyle Fuller. I believe it's just a one year deal there, but I think he's solid. That replaces A.J. Boye, who they lost. Phillip Lindsay, they also lost, who was the, the hometown kid who was undrafted. Sign had a great season that first year um, with them. I think he had almost 900 yards, and then they just like, didn't use him. They they signed Melvin Gordon so they kind of just didn't use him a lot and so they just kind of let him go didn't do anything about that they do have a man coming back by the name of Von Miller who is still Von Miller even though he got injured in the in the you're right his name is definitely
0: still Von Miller yes
1: his name is still Von Miller I do expect him to still to come back and still be awesome because that's who Von Miller is I do think with Von Miller back I do think that that will help out Bradley Chubb who they drafted two years ago who in his rookie season led rookies in sacks with 10 and a half. I think he had seven and a half this year, a lot more quiet um, in that way. But I expect big things out of there. I think that that will help Bradley Chubb a lot. I think Von Miller will still have, you know, I'm guessing, I don't know if he'll hit double digits. So I think maybe eight or nine. But I do expect that to help the defense a lot to shore that up. But here's something that they did that I was not a fan of in the draft. They drafted Patrick Sertan, number nine. And I hate this pick. It's it, it's it's up there in terms of the the pick of Jamar Chase and the pick of Travis a10 e- 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 10, e- 10, whatever because they had a dude named Justin Fields who was there and obviously they have struggled with quarterback for the last six years they've had eleven different people named quarterback I mean last last season they had to start a wide receiver at quarterback
0: that that was hilarious though I mean people oh, tuned in guy. just to see that guy, guy massacred. I think- yeah, poor did he, guy. Did he get four pass attempts? Maybe Ken,
1: <laughs> is Kendall remember. Hinton, was, I think, was his name. Yeah, that was pretty. Um, cool. <laughs> but that that pick of Patrick Sertan it, it baffles me because Justin Fields was right there and looking at what he's done with the Bears already, he looks super impressive.
0: You know, it's more uh, what, what what I think validates your frustration. I, I would not compare this that pick. To Jamar Chase, I wouldn't compare it to some of those because you're in Patrick Sertan. You're getting a, a, a can't miss corner.
1: Well, yes, you're getting but, a can't miss corner, and I was going to address too. I mean, this division is stacked with with pass catchers. Yes. So you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, you have Keenan Allen, you have Henry Ruggs. who I expect he's a fast dude. He's a fast dude. I, I like Stoner at Oakland, and we're going to get yeah. there in a minute. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to but, next.
0: But no, to, uh, to this point though, they're going to start. Kyle Fuller opposite Ronald Darby at, at at corner, and then they're they've got uh, Sertan uh, at second. I, I mean, really? he's he's behind Kyle Fuller right now. So I mean, to validate your your concern about that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that Fields is the answer for this team. I don't know that Mac Jones was the answer for this team. But no. I, I do think that there was clearly that's some their biggest.
1: Needs. Well, and again, we we talk about this. The quarterback is the most important position in any sport ever. Yeah, and if that's not solid, you're not you're not a winning team. You're not a winning franchise in that way. And again, it's no knock on Teddy Bridgewater. I love Teddy Bridgewater. Right. It sucks that he had the injuries that he has. Like his, his gruesome injury was in a practice. Like it wasn't even a game. Yeah. It was right. Before, it was like a two no. weeks before the season, and then he went and bounced around. He was on the Jets, and then they like announced that yeah, like they didn't let, let let him on the bus or something like that because they they cut him. Yeah. or traded him or something it's, like that so it's pretty ugly yeah so that sucks I love Teddy Bridgewater but I mean at the same time I personally would probably take Justin fields over Teddy Bridgewater um a- as my next quarterback
0: right but doesn't doesn't take Justin fields when you're at that spot and you don't want to trade up okay or you're not going to get the opportunity to does does mean, that not feel like you're just adding to the drew lock mess rather than giving it a solution does, it, does Justin fields feel like a solution? or does Teddy give you what you know you're going to get for I get, now I and guess, hopefully develop Drew Locke. If you think guess, yeah. if you think Locke's your okay.
1: future, that makes okay, sense, Okay, yeah, right? that's actually a very valid point okay. because yeah. I again, I, I do think the Broncos still believe in him. I do. I mean, they went yeah, they went la- they went last year and got him all the they got him Jerry Judy. they got him these players and things like that. So okay. If you're I, if you're bringing
0: in Teddy Bridgewater or you're bringing in Nick Foles or Andy Dalton at this point, you're bringing in one of those guys. You're plugging you, holes until you, you you are saying, "Look, we believe in your future, but right now, the answer is we no." Need, yeah.
1: Right okay. Now,
0: yeah, and that's that's what that says to sure. me. and, that's and, and I will say, sense. I mean,
1: Patrick Surchan has been has been compared to Richard Sherman, yeah. who I mean, if again along with the Keenan Allen comparison to the other guy, if 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 you're getting compared to Richard Sherman, you're you're probably looking good. Yeah. And, so. and
0: to the Broncos credit, you, you know, why don't they trade down here? Because if they traded down at all, Sertan's Who? off the board and you're not addressing. Oh yeah. Your because position I, think, of need well, I think
1: the, there was a couple teams like the, the, the Cowboys were looking at Patrick Sertan, Sertan, or JC Horn. One of those two. Yeah. yeah so he they he was gone.
0: gone. It, he he's gone at, at 10, 11, 12. He's, yeah. he's gone. And, and they would have yeah. dropped too far and, to end. Yeah. him.
1: All right. So I, I break them going. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of, on the fence, I said six and ten and not six and ten, seven and ten or six and eleven. I'm kind of, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna place third in the division. I know that we kind of disagree on that here, but I think they're, I think there's six and eleven, seven and ten.
0: I don't think you're that far off. I just think that this, this team on the offensive side, um, is getting healthy. I will say, uh, to their credit, they, they have one thing that we, we didn't discuss here. Uh, so far, and it that, that, yeah, running back, they have this kid, uh, Javante Williams. So
1: they drafted the second round, I believe.
0: Yeah, and you want to, if you're a fantasy guy, stash that dude. Grab him, circle that name. You want to grab that late. I don't have any faith in Melvin Gordon, um, not just as a fantasy player, but uh, in his ability to produce and stay on the field this year. And Javante Williams, by all indications, looks fantastic. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Listening, I've been listening to a, f- a few other shows, and I heard an interview – um, with a with an insider who is who's saying this kid, if given the rock in the first three games, is not just a thousand yard rusher, but he could put up four hundred uh, plus uh, through the air and uh, receiving, and uh, and and you're looking at double digit touchdowns if they just give it to him.
1: Okay. And and yeah. so they're waiting to see they're waiting to see what he does in real yeah. game action, but it
0: looks like they're full on ready to just say Melvin Gordon uh, situation. That's what you get.
1: Maybe goal line and
0: yeah, yeah, or or when they do the two back thing, but they they utilize fullback in this system. Yeah, um, and well, they have
1: Royce Freeman as well from the Ducks. Yep. Um, who? Nope. No. no off roster. No, he's off. The... Did they cut him. He's off roster. There's Because a couple days ago, yeah, no, I I'm almost. Melvin
0: Gordon, Javante Williams, and Nate McCreary are their
1: three. Uh, oh wow. Backs. Andrew Beck is fullback. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that he was on their team, like a couple, is... a couple days ago. Yeah, and that's Bron- Broncos wire as of yesterday afternoon. Gotcha, cool. Well, I mean, so yes, yeah, so we kind of ended there with the Broncos. So going to the Raiders, they were eight and eight last season. Uh, they started out strong. They started six and three last season, and so six and three is solid. And this is the same thing that's happened last season, the season before as well. They start out strong and they just collapse. Right. They collapse, and so in the offseason, they did they did address some issues. They signed Yannick Gakway, Solomon Thomas, Casey Hayward, Kenyon Drake, and Willie Snead. So I do think those are some solid additions there. They did lose Gabe Jackson in a trade to the Seahawks, who's a solid lineman, solid guard there. They lost LaMarcus Joyner, Trent Brown, and Nelson Aguilar. Trent Brown and Nelson Aguilar both went to the Patriots. Uh, so with that being said, they kind of kind of went even. I kind of think they kind of broke even in terms of signing and losing. They lost some good players. They also signed some great players. I think Yannick Ngakwe was their best move in the offseason. He's a solid player. Yep. I think he had nine-ish. Nine sacks and he was with the Vikings and the Ravens last year. So he 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 after being also on the I think he was with three teams. I think he, cause he was at the Jacksonville at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So he went three teams. I think he still was very efficient there. Um I love that pick. Uh pick draft. No. Pickup. Pickup's what I was trying to say. Pickup of Yannick Ngakwe there. <laughs> Dear lord.
0: We're gonna love that drop later.
1: Yeah, shut up. So with that being said, they they did draft a tight end Alex Leatherwood with the seventeenth overall pick. Which a lot of people deemed as high. I didn't know much about Alex Leatherwood, but a lot of people said that was a reach for him. Um, I think
0: that was a mobility issue. I think it's a mobility a issue, and I
1: think of I think of also who else was there, too. No, I don't. I, I don't have a sense of who else was there, but I think that they 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 were they were okay at, at O line, and they they needed more help in other places. And I think part of that is their defense. Their their defense is mm-hmm. is a big question mark for them. Um, good kids. It's not. It does not look good. Aside from a couple, of their their free agent signings there. And so this brings me to really my two points with this team. Derek Carr is eh.
0: The definition of mediocre. He at is quarterback the definition the
1: of, of, of mediocre of average, and the dude just yeah. doesn't win games. No, he's he lost not so many games. Game for and 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 I like the guy as a guy. I think he's a nice person. Yep. But the dude is just so eh. And again, we've here three or four times a season that John Gruden doesn't like him. Yeah. And if you're hearing that multiple times, there's obviously something there. Yeah. And, and, if, and if, and if your coach doesn't have faith in you and vice versa, you don't like them. A lot of people don't like John Gruden. They don't like, they're not a fan of his style. Right.
0: I want to, I want to jump in on that part right there. That thing, John Gruden. Uh, and, and I, I firmly believe this uh, about NFL head coaches. John Gruden is a fantastic X's and O's. Uh, yep. guy. He is amazing. And if we're simply evaluating him as a coach when it comes to the X's and O's, it's undeniable what he schemes, what he sure. dreams, and how he prepares. Because he wins games that he shouldn't. You go yes. through last year, yeah, and you see of, the teams that he, he beat, beat the Chiefs. They
1: beat the Chiefs like week two or three. Yeah,
0: they, they, he beat the Chiefs, and the, when he lost to them in uh, Kansas City, was uh-huh. by like four points, yeah. I believe. Um, he's in games that he should not be in, and beating teams he should not beat because he's an X's and O guy. Here's here's what he does not do well. John Gruden's not a people person. No. No one likes John Gruden as a person. And I
1: think this shows with their whole with their their last two seasons their pattern of starting strong and ending yeah. he doesn't have his players playing for him.
0: No, because you 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 watch watch John and Gruden's interactions on the sideline. I would I would challenge anybody who's like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. This is not this is not a problem. Watch him talk to his players on the sideline. Those guys want to exit that conversation as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. They do not want to listen to him come at him again on something, and you see that routinely. He's usually yelling. He
1: cannot help but wear says his emotions the, on his sleeves. Says the biggest cliches for one, which, oh, which, whatever. I mean, writers
0: don't like him, but I'm when as a coach, I watch him on the side of the or on the sideline, and I just go, I wouldn't want to play for this guy. I, I there's no amount. I mean, well, there's there's plenty of amounts of money that would make me want to go do that, but um, there's just if I could go make my money elsewhere, I'm going to go make my money elsewhere. Yeah. He's he is not the coach that you want to play for, yeah. and I think that it shows year in and year out. And, and people go, again, well, you know, they get paid millions of dollars and they need to produce, yada, yada, yada. You're going to get production out of people when you show them that you believe in them, when you coach them up and not coach down at them. Yep. And uh, Belichick does not have conversations with players on the, on the sideline, if you notice. He always looks angry and grumpy because he's thinking through what he needs to do to adjust and and scheme. You yeah. watch Bruce Arians, though, and those guys want to play for Bruce Arians. You watch yeah. Sean Payton; those guys want to play for Sean
1: Payton. They want to play w- for Mike Tomlin. Andy
0: Reid. Oh my goodness! Does, yeah, does well, anybody get look, more hugs on well, the sideline it, than Andy Reid? Well,
1: and, and just and just look at the teams that are in the Super Bowls. Yeah, it's team. It's 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 the the the, the term players coach.
0: Yeah. When when you watch Belichick pat someone on the head or on the back as they're coming off, you know he just made that guy's day. And those yeah. are the interactions he has. When John Gruden does something like that, everybody goes, "Oh, that was uncomfortable." Yeah. Um, he is just not a people person, and it matters in the NFL. This guy is as Espe- it X and O's can win twelve especially, games. Especially,
1: especially now. Yeah, especially now because I think the, the yes. players are getting more the, of a voice. The, the whole, the the whole shut up and shut up and play mentality was when he won his Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. That it's was. And
0: and there's some for better or worse there. I, I there's parts of me as a as a sports fan that I want players to shut up all the time and just play. I, I do yeah. and I, I don't care. But but we it, but, but it we do
1: but we do give them this platform. We give these athletes this platform to speak about things, right? To do these things.
0: Culture has shifted, culture has changed, John Gruden has not. He's an X's and O's, twelve win guy. He is a personnel manager of a five win team. And what happens is you're going to constantly get that clash. Yeah. And that's the issue and, that I see and with that And they guy. signed him
1: to 10 years, $100 million.
0: And for that, they're going to get a 500 team most of the time.
1: And I don't think, and I think this year, I think they're, and this is, is harsh, but I think they're 6-11. Because I think they're 6-11 win team because I I don't see anything promising. Like, I don't see one thing that I'm like, that's impressive. Because again, like, except for their running back, Josh from the, Jacobs. From the personnel standpoint. From personnel standpoint, there's nothing impressive about this team. And, and, and,
0: and I can't sit here and say that I disagree with you on that perspective. What I am going to disagree with and because we forget how good he is in the X's and O's because we saw we see Mr. Emotional all the time. Yeah, I in and, and write it down, kids, if you want to. Uh, I think this is a nine win team. Wow. OK, it's a nine win team. And, it, and it's because of what he does inside uh, inside the team meetings during the week that gets this done. He has a great coaching staff. He has a GM that will do whatever he needs to do to get him the little pieces that he wants. And what for whatever reason, they like what they have. And that should scare people because it doesn't look like they have much.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I do agree. I think the defensive end is is a great get. That dude produces everywhere. Yeah, Ngakwe. He goes. Yeah. Ngakwe is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that people should be a little worried. They also did not show you anything in the preseason, so we don't know what they are. Because the 49ers just flat out went and marched up and down the field against their uh, against a bunch of guys that weren't going to play in the NFL anyway.
1: Well, and 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 we we didn't. I mean, when they played us, they beat us. But all, again, we were we had no starters. Yeah, again, we equal Seahawks. Um,
0: but you 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 look at. Uh, um, you look at that and, and the way that they're just approaching the season, I think there's a surprise here that we just don't know about. I think they're and, and, and for those of you doubting my nine win thing, go back and look at what they did last year. They were six points away from being a 10 win playoff team in the AFC. They would have overcome the, the 10 win total of Miami based on uh, common opponent stuff. They were six points away at the end of the season. They lost very close games. They were out of almost no games. Uh, much like the team we're going to talk about next,
1: and yes, we are. they were
0: right there. So this is a team that's still. I'm not. I'm not giving them the world. I'm just saying they're slightly above average, yeah. slightly above average. And uh, they they
1: just have a. They just have a tough schedule. Obviously, they got to play their Chiefs. They, they play the Chiefs twice. They're, they got to play the Colts. They got to play uh, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns. Like they, they play the NFC North. So that's that's tough. Tough. Go yeah, there, it, it totally is. Yeah. It
0: totally is. But if you looked at how they played tough teams last year, but with the, the exception t- of the Buccaneers, who blew them out by twenty plus, the they played everybody tight.
1: Yeah, but the, at the same time, though, they don't, they don't seem to finish when they need to. Though, at the same, it, they're just a weird team because yeah, they'll, they'll 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 close the games they need to, but then the games where it's like, oh, you just need three points, and you you're at there's two minutes left in the game, <laughs> and you have two timeouts. Yeah. Oh, okay, all you need is all you need is a field goal, right. and then they 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 just bobble it completely. Like, they just screw up. And yeah, they're a weird team. Moving on to the next team, we have the Chargers. So the Chargers were 7-9 and nine last year. Uh, so kind of tough, tough, tough year for them. So of their nine, this is, this is probably one of the crazier stats that we've probably said, at least in my opinion. Uh, seven of their nine losses were by one score. Yeah. And I think, like, th- four of them were by, like, four points. Yep. No, no, I'm including eight, eight, eight points as well because you know you could, you know, two overtime without. games. Uh, yeah. yes, they have. So they have an overtime I think they tied
0: for the league lead in, in overtime games. Yes, yeah, so let
1: me pull this up. So with that, they they just had a tough, a tough season. They just couldn't close games. They would be ahead of games, and then they would, they the 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 team would win. Like they were, I mean, just just look at how they were up on the Chiefs, and then Justin Herbert's first game with the Chiefs, his first game ever played the Chiefs and only lost by I think it was like four or five points. Yeah. By there, but so they had, as a team, they had so I'm looking at Justin Herbert specifically. He had one comeback and three game winning drives. Yeah. But they had had one comeback there. So as a team that was seven and nine, that lost pretty much all of their close games, uh, they had to let go of Anthony Lynn, and in doing so, they said hello. To Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams, kind of mentioned it earlier that the Rams kind of got poached in their players. They also got poached a lot in their and their and their coaching and their personnel right. staff. They lost their defensive coordinator and their offensive coordinator. So both that, so that that that's a tough blow for them. So they did say hello to Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams, and I think a team that and a Rams team that defense was probably arguably the a top two, probably the Colts and them, and probably the Buccaneers. Yeah, the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so top three, top three defense. Um, I think this is great for them because I think that having a defensive minded coach can help them clamp onto those leads and hold onto those leads and let their defense um, like be a good coach for situational football. Yeah, because you way. lose that many
0: games that close, it's coaching. It's at the end of the 100%, day. That's why they had to just like go bounce the wrong way. Like and as that much as I, I think
1: Anthony Lynn was a good guy, he was great to the players. And I watched like the hard knocks with yeah. with him like last season. He seemed like an, uh, the players played hard for him. Sure but he just got out coached in a lot of situations and like that. So they had to do what they had to do, which is a bummer. So with that, they did sign Corey Lindsay, uh, which I think was a great pick to help that offensive line. They also signed Jared cook, which is to help with the loss of Hunter Henry. I do think Hunter Henry is a better tight end than Jared cook, but I think Jared cook is still a solid, solid tight end. But Jared cook will be on the field. Jared. Yes. Jared cook will be on the field. And I think that he, he can have, he can break out for some fantastic games of fantasy. Like he'll, he'll have like 20 points, like, like at Three or four times in the season, they did lose Melvin Ingram to the to the Steelers. They did lose Casey Hayward to the Raiders, but they do bring back Duran James, who was lost at the beginning of last season. Um, I think in the preseason or in practice, they tore his ACL or Achilles or something like that. But he looks fantastic in the in the preseason and a lot of their joint practices and things like that. He's looked fantastic. Look, look to come back to be the German James that we know with a new coach, a new system. Though I do think there's a potential for a sophomore slump in Herbert a little bit. But a slump for him, I think he's... Negative. It's kay. not going to happen. But let's look at his stats from last season. Justin Herbert broke pretty much all the records. He broke the... he, he broke the, For rookies. For rookies, yes. He broke the record for yards thrown, for touchdowns. He threw 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, he had... His completion percentage is insane. It was 66% completion percentage as a rookie. As a rookie. Give it was up. great. It was great. And when I say sophomore slump, I, I, I don't think I, – I think he might have, like, 29, 28 touchdowns um, this season, this coming season. Um, I think some less – I think his completion percentage may go down because now teams are figuring him out. Because think about it. Teams didn't have to, like, study for him they, because they had said, Tyra Taylor's our starter. Tyra Taylor's our starter. He's who we are playing. And so that's what a lot of teams were preparing for is that. And then Justin Herbert came in and – and the teams weren't prepared for Justin Herbert to be their to be their quarterback, and so I mean, it, I mean, just just look at look at it. It's a, a sophomore slump happens almost all the time. Dak Prescott had a sophomore slump, Baker Mayfield had a sophomore slump. Like, and just I, I think the one exception would be Lamar Jackson because he went, goes and wins MVP. But I think mm-hmm. if you look in a lot of these a lot of these these players that have breakout rookie years, a lot of times they, they slow down a little bit, and I think because the expectations for Herbert are so high, I think that he, he's just not going to be there. I think he'll just be a 10 below. And so maybe sophomore slump is the wrong term, but I don't see him hitting those same highs as he did last year.
0: I think Grant's out of his flipping mind.
1: Okay. I 100%
0: disagree. And That's I, fine. I think that Herbert uh, has shown he makes all NFL throws and as consistent as can be. And I, I think he is the reason that they were in all of those games. Yeah, of and, course. Of course uh, was. And I And I think what was holding the back. You look at, if you go look at the scores of those games from the most part, these are games that are uh, upper twenties, low thirties uh, games that he's having to keep the t- uh, team. Yeah. in. And there was a lot put on a rookie quarterback's shoulders. he has got some big shoulders yes, uh, and, and uh, let's not forget. Uh, we have to mention that he is a product of the Oregon ducks. Um, he and- looks to be the
1: quarterback that Mariota should have been. Oh,
0: yes, I have yep. no problem with you saying that. Um, It breaks my heart a little bit because I love Mariota to death. I have his jersey somewhere. um, But no, I I, I think that he is the guy that kept him in it. He is the reason that they were there. I think they've given him some better personnel options overall. You make an investment in a great pass catcher, tight end. Uh, They're also deep at that position. Um and I I would love to see what they can do with Eckler on the field the whole time
1: that that he needs yeah, to stay I, healthy. I'm not I'm not convinced in the running back room. I'm I'm not convinced in
0: that either. But
1: oh dear lord, God, I love that right arm.
0: I'm just saying. Um, I I think honestly I think he's going to make the improvement here. I uh, in and, and I I think he's I think he's in that 36 and 12 range. That's where I got him. 36 okay. and 13. Um okay. and and I like him there. And if you are again fantasy stash here. Uh, that's a late-round get. You don't have to go get him early. Um, uh, yeah, no. And yeah. Uh, the people are going to be in the middle of getting their wide receivers. So if you get the high-end wide receiver, look for Herbert uh, in the in, in the late mids. So in that 9 to 11 uh, area, if you yeah. want to just go hard at your running backs, wide receivers. Time, yeah, so
1: no, I would agree with that position. And again, I, I'd probably say sophomore slump isn't the right term. I just don't think he's going to hit the highs he did last season. That's all, because people now have tape on him and things like that, especially with a new coach. Like, I mean, just some of those things don't usually bode well when those things mix. A new coach means a new system, things like that. That usually doesn't bode well for the quarterback statistically. But that being said, I do think that this, this team has the most upside in this division. I think they have the most upside. I think they could potentially be 11-6, and six, but I think it depends Ooh. on their defense. I think their defense has to show up. Yeah, they have to be able to hold on to those leads, and if they can do that, I think they can win eleven games. Because I think they'll win a game against the Chiefs. I think they'll win a game. I think they'll. I think that then I think they'll win all the other games against the Broncos and the Raiders. Dang, that's what I think. Dang, that's what I think. I'm a huge believer in this team. I was going to
0: push hard at ten wins, so I. No, and I'm I'm saying, I'm saying this is
1: their ceiling is eleven. Okay,
0: that's what I'm saying. I think they, and I think they'll. I don't think anybody's going to say you're crazy for that. I think I, I'm in, and call me living in the practical. I think double getting to double digits is an awesome year for this team. Oh and so, yeah. Especially so after I'm some just going to some,
1: some disappointing ends in a disappointing season last year yeah. and things like that. So yeah. All
0: right, I'll, I'll sit at 10 and, and you in and, and give you your 11 ceiling.
1: Yeah. That's my ceiling for them. But again, it's on that defense. If that defense comes out and looks like a high school team, I think that they can win nine games. So, Next up, we have the Chiefs, the AFC champions. They went 13 and 3. They lost to Tampa Tom- Brady, as the, the kind of the fun little play on words there. They lost to Tampa Bay there. Patrick Mahomes ran for his life in the Super Bowl. So get this. This was insane to me. He was pressured 29 times, which is a Super Bowl record. That's how many times he was pressured 29 times. And Tampa Bay only sent extra pass rushers on two of those plays.
0: From the. Like legendary blitzing defensive coordinator Todd Bowles.
1: Yeah, he Todd Bowles surprised loves to the crowd out of all blitz. of us. Loves to blitz, highest blitz percentage I think they had in the season. I think so.
0: Yeah, they they, they were the highest no. blitzing team in the league,
1: and yet they didn't even need to. Yeah. They didn't even need to. Only twice did they send extra pass rushers.
0: Their game plan was Tyreek does not run past us. Yeah, we're faster than the offensive line. I think that because because down. they
1: because yeah their offensive line was was absolutely decimated. No Eric have, Fisher. No Eric Fisher. And there was one other guy they did. Uh, Their right tackle was also out. They had
0: no left yeah. or starter or right tackle. Yeah. I'm so, his name all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: could tell, dude. This seemed like the most lops, one of the more lopsided games. I was super excited for this game. I was like, yeah. dude, we got the Chiefs, Bucks, let's go!" And then I was like, "It was over by halftime." Yeah, and then
0: Antonio Brown walks in, you know, in the end of the second quarter with that that catch, and you're just like,
1: "Uh oh, yeah. I'm all- just
0: gonna go get a whole bunch of nachos yep. and uh, start cleaning up my party now."
1: Yeah, that's essentially what happened. Um. But they understood what they needed to do. So that they did. They signed Joe Thoney, who we mentioned I mentioned in the last episode, yeah. who the Patriots lost. They signed Joe Thuney to an insane deal, which I'm pulling it, I, out. I right wanna now.
0: say it's five years and eighty million, is what yep, he got.
1: That's hundred percent what he got. Yeah, he got five years, years eighty million, which is crazy. I mean, so he's twenty eight, so for linemen, he's yeah. still young. Yeah, he's still absolutely. young for lineman. He's in so, the prime. Yeah, he's in the prime right there. So he's twenty eight years old. He'll Okay, he'll turn 29 in November. So he'll. Sure. So he's 29. We'll say he's 29. But that being said, still, man, they got a great player there in Joe Thuney. He's one of the better guards in the league. And they definitely were like, we don't care uh, how much money we're, we're paying you. We're going to pay you so much more money that you can't refuse this offer. That's 100% what they did. Can you
0: imagine the dollars that Quentin Nelson is going to get after oh, that deal? Oh, dude. If Quentin Nelson's going to. I think I think his contract is five years and 100
1: million. 100, that's what I was about to say 100 yeah. million for him. That's crazy, and the and the
0: upfront money is going to be sick. That yeah. signing bonus. it's going
1: to be a, a signing bonus and the guarantees guarantees it'd be, it'd
0: be I I think sixty five million.
1: Yeah. yeah, so he really set uh, uh set set the tone set set the precedent there for guards. Um, I did not think that Joe. Th- I was I was hopeful that maybe the Seahawks would sign him, but then when I saw that they were going to pay him eighty million dollars, I'm like, oh, there's no way we're in that running. That's not understand what they did. They're just like we're going to throw you all this money so you can't refuse it. They also traded for Orlando Brown from the Ravens, and they actually paid a pretty uh, hefty price for that too that I am going to pull up right here so that way we can look at that because that's also, it just shows how much they were wanting to invest in their O-line. So they, the Chiefs traded their 2021 first overall pick, so this past pick, a third rounder, a fourth round pick, and a 22 fifth round in exchange for Brown, uh, a twenty-one second round pick and a sixth round pick. So they 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 sent a lot of stuff. It was, it was a lot a lot of pick trade there, a lot of picks that went there that you probably don't remember now. But that's fine. That being said, with that, they they have invested and dove dove into. We are going to win with this offensive line because this Super Bowl was just the the, the the proof that you need to win in the trenches. You need to have a defensive line. You have an offensive line, and if you, you at least need to have one great one and one okay, one 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 decent one, whatever that that combination is, because, the the Chiefs just looked looked out of their just out of their depth. Uh, Pat, poor Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he had some impress like he would have some of the most impressive Super Bowl plays if those, play if those catches were made. Like he, but like, I just can't imagine if this was a if this was a Philip Rivers if this was an Eli Manning player behind that whole line it would have been like 70 to 0 you
0: you just said a word that no one is going to associate with Patrick Mahomes ever in his life and that is the word poor you said poor Patrick Mahomes yeah and uh, I understand I'm taking that out of
1: context but that was hilarious to me just now in my head I well, went, are you telling me that you didn't feel bad for him in the Super Bowl
0: he won the Super Bowl the year before against my team so no I didn't feel bad for Patrick okay, Mahomes well, that's now, your team being the Niners grrr, He's, he he won the Super Bowl. He got a massive contract. He's the highest paid quarterback. Yeah, but in I'm, the still, NFL. I'm still I'm still going like, oh, oh dude, poor he's... Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm still I'm still You're worth half a billion
1: dollars on paper.
0: No, oh. I'm just saying.
1: No, I'm I still I still problems. was like, oh, dude, <laughs> this guy's he's, he's yeah, he definitely was. I I, I felt bad for him. You because... know where I
0: feel bad for him? Where when he talks out loud, he sounds like a
1: frog, like Kermit the Frog. Oh, oh he's, he's biggie. So Uh, on first down,
0: we were trying to get the ball to Travis, and uh, he just couldn't get open. This strong safety had slid in right in front of him.
1: Yeah. So they signed those two. uh, They they signed or or received those those two linemen and Joe Thune and Orlando Brown. I'm just moving on. I'm ignoring that. They did lose Eric. Is there boo? There's no boo. Dang it! I I need a boo button for that. So they did lose Eric Fisher, which we alluded to. They signed with the Colts. They also lost Sammy Watkins, who's a solid number three. Uh. Pass catcher. I'm not saying third on the depth chart, right. but with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, he definitely goes down to three. There, they did in the draft. Their first three picks were defense. They drafted a linebacker, a cornerback, and a defensive end. So they obviously know that obviously offense is not their problem. Nope. Offense is not their problem. It's their defense. And their defense, um, I think a lot, two years ago they were kind of. There's a really poor defense. They figured it out to win the Super Bowl two years ago. But they stayed, they still needed to have solid players on their defense. They have Tyron Matthew. They have uh, Ladarius Sneed or L- L- Linarius Sneed, who was a rookie last year, who played really promising football there. Uh, but they still need help. I mean, they have Jones. Uh, they have Jones. Uh, they have Jaron Reed, who's a solid defensive tackle there. Uh, I'm trying to think, they have anybody else? I'm trying to think, they, no, had they one have more. nobody else on that team. Yeah, yeah. not really.
0: <laughs> no, but but you're right. I mean, like the, this is a team that that had all the things to get them there and and, years in a row. and and they didn't they didn't stay in that game because they didn't have their bookends that's yeah. what the the story of that team comes down to that yep. that super bowl and that team in 2020 uh you know 2021 super Joe bowl Joe Thune and
1: Orlando Brown are that's are, they're probably they're their top 15 linemen yeah. so
0: yeah it's it's good gets all the way around for them and i i think they're they're right there at the top of the AFC yeah. uh when when the conversation yep. comes. and
1: so i have again high expectations i predict 13 and 4 for them I don't think any of us are here predicting 14 wins for any team. Nope. Because I think just having that extra game, especially for teams that are at the 13 win, they're, they're most likely have a playoff spot locked in. So they're just going to rest their players or things like that. Yep. I think most I think that that's the most likely scenario. So I think a lot of times they're just going to be like this extra game thing. I think a lot of players and teams aren't going to care a lot for. I don't think it's for Ooh. the teams that are already in the playoffs, right? Like right. if their spots are locked in, who cares if they lose an extra game or win an extra game for the most part. I think it's going to be, it's more, it's more for the teams that are the, the, the nine to 11 wins when teams, those are the teams that, that this extra game is going to be beneficial for or harmful for, but for these teams that are already at 12, 13 wins, I don't see that being a huge deal to them. Yeah.
0: And well, and, and, and remembering though, that you do get the extra playoff spot, uh, Yeah, seven you, know, teams. you get seven teams on, don't in like. both conferences.
1: I don't like um, though. I don't like just the one by, I think,
0: I think it shakes things up just a little bit more. I don't necessarily love just the one, the one buy either. Um, but it does it because I then think, it makes it,
1: it it makes it harder for there to be more upsets. Because a lot of times it's like you know if you get that first round buy, yeah. you're 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 pretty much set. You know, I
0: mean, well, you feel that way at least. Um, right. But I, but I, what I did, will say though, I, I think it gives less incentive to rest players, which is what the owners were after. Because you want that number one spot in to rest yeah. players in the regular season, yeah. that that last one's going to matter. Uh, if you're if you're done competing for your division, it now matters it, with you in the second place. Yeah, but I, your, I just I just think uh, that is so short
1: sighted because that's a potentially oh yeah they're playing the last week of the season, playing all sorts trying to win to get that number one seed, and then they go off and get decimated in the, in the first round, or they get injured, or they're all tired and they look sluggish, and then they don't last in the Last in the plus. I just think it's short short sighted.
0: It'll be interesting to see how that that part of it shakes out. Um, I don't dis- necessarily disagree with you. I think uh, thirteen wins is gonna be hard for any team. Yeah. Uh, I've got them with twelve personally. I I know we don't have a ton of disagreements when it comes to win loss here. Um. But what we need to do before we take off today yes. is we need to pick our AFC I uh, playoff teams and champion. I think we've kind of
1: highlighted a lot of that already. And based on the records we've said, you can probably guess where we're going to go.
0: Yeah. So The AFC isn't a surprise. Our, our division winners, uh, I'll, I'll hit both of mine first. The South is the Tennessee Titans. The North, I have the Cleveland Browns. I, in the East, we have... I'm giving that over to you. Uh, the Bills. The Bills. And as we were Come just on. discussing in the AFC West... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So those those are four locks that we we've already put out there. I don't yeah. think we disagree nope. about those either. Um, so the three, what are your uh, Grant your three playoff teams that are going to be in a wild card
1: round for sure? So I have the Ravens, the Chargers, and I have a I have a I have a crazy one in here that I'm just throwing out. I think. Um, I think the Dolphins could potentially do it. I know I have them at like nine wins, but I think that because of tiebreakers and things like that, I think the Dolphins could squeeze in there. I think they'd be the last spot.
0: And 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 I don't think that it's nuts here. I we've gone back and forth a lot. There's, there's I'm also
1: trying to pick a different team than you. I think that, I, I think that I I think mm, well, no, I'm rescinding it. Colts.
0: Okay, That's I'm rescinding that. It. It. I think it's Ravens, Chargers, and Colts. I. I absolutely uh, i i get why you make that pick. Um, I I definitely like the Ravens. Yeah, I'm um, I'm all in there. Um, I I want to so badly pick the Colts. Um, I really do. I like that team. I like Carson Wentz. I like is that, is I, that, I like the guy. I like Frank Reich. I I love that, the organization. That defense. I don't trust one guy. And I and and that is Carson Wentz, and so for that reason, I, I can't pick them, okay. um. But I I'm gonna go. Also, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Uh, I like the Chargers a lot, and then I'm gonna be the crazy guy. Uh, the and, and, and it that goes back. This isn't that nuts. I understand. Um, I just I believe in Bill Belichick. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. the Pats as my seventh. I think they're okay. the last team that gets in. Um, and I it, it, for those Dolphin fans, are did liking, you
1: have them at again? Uh, them is it nine
0: they're, they're in that 910 range okay. so so I, I think I, I think they're going to uh to slip in i I do think there are a lot of teams around nine and eight in, yep. in the AFC I, I think I, I you know as much as we talked about it today um I think there's several teams that are in competition in that that 10 nine scenario and yep. I think that the Pats will probably sneak one out so um those are my seven uh give us your AFC champion grant.
1: I think the AFC champion, just the one, or are you talking give about the, the, the game or the match? Yeah, no, just give us the champion. I think the Bills. I think the Bills are going to do yeah. it. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're All my. Right. I. Th- I, th- I think they're my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. I. I
0: think there's there would be strong agreement uh, there for me. I. I think that they will be playing the Browns in the AFC Championship game if that works out the correct way, um, or uh, having to defeat them on their way. Um, but uh, I, I do like the Bills as well. If I was going to take a second shot, though, it would be the Browns. Yeah. Um, I, think that, I think the Chiefs did what they needed to, and I, I definitely think they have the most overall talented quarterback in the NFL oh, right yeah. now. But um, I, I just see this as some kind of slump that they're heading towards or a miss. Some, something's going to trip them up. They won two very close games in the playoffs last yeah. year just to get there. Uh, against I two think, very I good think, teams in the Bills. Kind
1: of and like, I, I think their luck's going to run out.
0: They've yeah. been very lucky. They're, it's it's got to stop at some point, and I think they get knocked out uh, in, in the playoffs, possibly in the divisional, divisional. round. Um, and, uh, well, and, it would
1: have to be the, the divisional if your pick is the Bills and Browns right. championship. So
0: that that's, that's me as well. I, I agree with the bills and with the Browns falling in a close second. Yeah. So that's our AFC wrap up everybody. Again, if you want to connect with us uh, and uh, you want to chime in on the arguments uh, or make arguments, I should say, um, go ahead and feel free. You can just connect. No you're wrong. I'm just yeah, just 100%. Uh, you can connect with us
1: at uh, pod at on Instagram. You can also email us at the Podcast at gmail.com again on Instagram, sportsify.pod Gmail or email. It is the sportsify podcast at gmail.com.
0: We look forward to your comments and contributions. Have an awesome first week of college football. And we look forward to being back next week with our NFC preview and the look ahead to the first week of the NFL season. We'll also check in on MLB standings and see where the playoffs are at and have some reaction to the college football weekend that was yeah. and see how many of those picks we messed up on. You guys have an awesome weekend, and we will talk to you then. See you.